Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, you can hear this. The toilet paper there has a very proud sign that says, we've made another environmental step forward here, and we've made the toilet paper even thinner. So good for us, and we wanted you to know, airport toilet paper was never very high quality anyway. Prisoners get better toilet paper than this. And now you have to roll down six times as much toilet paper. So you're still going to use eight times the toilet paper. It's just so powerfully stupid. And these guys brag about it. Oh, look, we've done this. Look how nice we are. What do you expect me to leave the stall applauding now? Tune in at LarryMillerPodcast.com and you can listen for free through iTunes or the new Adam Carolla app. We'll see you here. Broadcasting Network. One, two, and one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, welcome podcasters. We'll launch right into it today. Um, we're using a kind of a little storyline to make it not so official or uh, technical. Um, and the story is that, that we all meet at a base camp. And in front of us is this mountain. That, mount, that mountain will represent uh, development in consciousness. Um, and the things that we, we have to do, first we have to get to this base camp, which represents like a kind of an intermediate place in ourselves that could help us with this journey. There's a lot, a part of us that are not interested in this journey. So we need an intermediate intelligence that will be able to sustain, that will be able to come back uh, and go through whatever has to go through to learn about itself. Now, the search is based on an integral, I, never, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but an integral um, uh, approach. Um, there are many, in other words, we're going to, I'm borrowing from different places. That's why I'm calling it an integral. It's a mixture of others, of different places. Wisdom traditions, Western psychology, uh, psychoanalyst, psychoanalytical, Psychoanalyst. Um, I think uh, yeah, it's psychoanalytical. Psychoanalytical. It's something I many years ago had um, some training in. Um, Isn't that what you do now? No, I, I I use I use some mixtures of things, but one of it would be I have an eye for that. It's a deep eye that looks in into. Um, all parts of people, including dreams. and But in, in analysis, you go every day of your life. Um, that's, quite, that's why it's almost, the, the therapy of it is so expensive and so intense that it's no longer practical for most of the population. When was, um, <clears> that reminds me, uh, in... in well, when you get, what did you call it? A psychoanalytical. So that was when you would go every day, like sometimes even twice a day. To Psycho see psychoanalyst. Psychoanal be psychoanalyzed. Yeah, okay. So psychoanalyzed would be every day? Yeah, it started that way. Maybe they cut it down to, you know, because the, the finances are tremendously expensive. Uh, when was this big? In the 60s and 70s? Or when was it? When did it come to fruition? Well, let's see. Probably the after the war. Let's see. More, I would say, more in the fifties, but gained momentum, and particularly in New York. New York had some um, very good analysts there, and uh, it was not was not for every state and everybody. You know, in Georgia, small towns, they never. It was like the big city, but the big city, particularly New York. Wait, so every day, <clears throat> excuse me, every day and for how long? Was yeah. it prevalent yeah. in Los Angeles too? That would be the second city, I'd say, that it would start to get some population interested in it. Um, remember, the people that do this need to have some money. They have to be successful. and They have to be able to afford it. Um, and an analyst, they charge quite a bit too. Um, so anyway, I've, um, I'm, I'm saying that it's an integral 
journey. So the major themes um, uh, Western psychology, we're going to go into that. And that's Freud and Jung. And a little bit of Wilhelm Reich because he had a body therapy that was interesting. Uh, Buddhism and, um, and um, ideas of Buddhism about uh, what higher consciousness is there um, with the uh, Myra, which is a an idea in Buddhism about the obstacles that stop us from the climb. Um, it's a female kind of character in mythology of Buddhism, almost like a devil that comes and um, uh, becomes the obstacles of why we're stuck in our consciousness. Um, we have, um, in the tradition of the East, we have a Surya Rambindo, is an important name. He was a poet and a graduate from uh, uh, Oxford and very brilliant guy. Um, Where does the word um, Beelzebub come from? In the Bible, it's um, it's like, uh, I think it means he was the devil in the Bible. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it Latin? Beelzebub. No, I don't think it's, uh, I don't know if it was originally Latin or not. Hmm. But um, I don't know what the origin of it. Um, and uh, so, Surya and Bindo, St. John of the Cross would be a person. Um, Ramna Krishna is a famous Indian um, uh, mystic. Uh, and philosophy, um, Heidegger and Gabriel Marcel, the French uh, philosopher, uh, so you see what I mean? In other words, I'm telling you that we're dipping into a lot of different. This is not one. Um, this is not one, one theme or one tradition. And I want to see where they where they cross where they cross roads together, and bring out, for example, not the term of obstacles on the way, that the Buddha called the Mara, M A R A. Um, um, that's. What did I want to say about that? Where they cross roads. Yeah. Um, that's an idea that in a lot of traditions, there's some, some sort of obstacles that are getting in the way. Um, and even in Christianity, the devil. And, uh, but many calls, even in, in the American Indian tradition, something is out to stop us from developing. So that, that's one why we're going to talk about that. Also, okay, and the poets I would include um, uh, T. S. Eliot, um, Neruda, and Saint John of the Cross was a poet too. Um, Hopkins, but I can't think of his first name. Um, so there's three or four. James Joyce I would put with that group. Uh, they they. Helped us to see this, uh, this idea. Okay, so now we know we were where we we have started. We've gotten a couple of kind of chapters in, meaning we began to climb the hill. Um, now, the last time we climbed this hill, um, I talked about maybe not the last time, but about this idea of uh, 
getting closer to the forest of the heart where the beasts live. So I don't know if you have an idea about that. That means when we were young, we contracted when we didn't even have language. Some of, some of our obstacles began pre-language, pre-verbal. Um, so the baby didn't have much to go to other than cry or uh, um, contract inside, become miserable in, in some way or another. And when you contract, you kind of tighten the heart sort of. You, um, no, you, we can become hard-hearted through contraction because it, it also then that affects the body. Um, so I, I, that's another thing. Okay, now, we also talked a little bit, so I'm saying now, as we approach this forest, where we're wounded, the wounds of our heart are there. That, that well, there's, there's sometimes noises, and like animals do, um, ferocity. The only way these parts can make ourselves known is if they make some noise. The way they make noise is they produce symptoms in the soma, in the body. Um, they produce dramas. It's like actors in search of an author. They're trying to find a release. They're trying to find a, a face, a place. Um, so, as they, so the defense of the heart Remember that every, 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 everything we've ever hidden from, the, all the inner forces, the shadow of ourselves, is where we meet the beast. And, uh, and um, the beast, uh, as it is in all mythology, holds the treasure. In mythology, in mythology the dragons and the monsters all guard treasures. So there's a treasure for us upon the freedom of those parts coming. And the, the freedom of them, in the end, is the way we could love them. They need to be loved. Though they're hard for us, they're contracted, they produce symptoms, we're, we're in addictions and compulsions, and um, they, they, that's, that's, that's part of the variety. The ferocity, they, they cause trouble. And if they didn't, we wouldn't even know that. We would never even pay any attention to them. So, it's something, so when we kind of reach a place where we kind of look at, the, at this forest, um, and we look down, and remember we, made a, we said it's very much like what works in the animal species of the world when the animals are put out of the, are cut off from the main uh, group. They can follow them around. They can make noises. They want to get back in. The elephants and the big cats, I think, do that. Maybe the hyenas, I'm not sure. Um, but these other ones are rogue parts, and they're out there saying, I'm here, let me in. Um, it's going to be hard to sleep. I'm going to yowl all night. And, and they gather together. Might be two or three of them. Let's say they have to now work this out together. They don't have the the tribe to help them in in uh, gathering food and so on. 
Um, so, so I got the idea like that, that something like that, that part does want to become unified with the whole of us. It doesn't want to stay out on its own and have to forage just for itself. It's lonely, cold, doesn't have the warmth of the group. Um, the Gets main, the scraps. Scraps, that's right. Uh, that's right. The scraps there. And tries to fit in and they come around when there's a kill, but the dominant creature's chasing them away. They don't want them to have anything. Um, so when the vultures come in, sometimes that's, that's when they can get a scrap or two and run off of it with it. So we got a whole kind of life under there that needs to be discovered because if it isn't, it will work as obstacles for us to continue on the search. So that's why we want to begin to take a look at them. Now also in this attempt, as we get close to starting to look out for the beast in us, we can see them in different ways can hear it in our language, the thing we complain about the most, the thing we project onto other people. Incidentally, if we don't see them when they're hidden and then in the unconscious, we will project that onto other people. So that's why couples, though they could stop and they've fallen in love, but as they work their way into relationship and start to get to the darker places, that's when both of their beasts come out. And they could interfere with the relationship, um, the vulnerability of it. And they project that on each other. A couple sometime way down the line in marriage or could um, begin to have a little more empathy for what's bothering the other down deep in the, the psyche. That they're using always languages of, I can't trust anybody. Look at the ways we say things. They feel sorry for themselves and all kinds of stuff in language come out. And in the dream world, we call that the nighttime movie. They're also appearing then, also. Uh, but the nighttime movie has different laws than the daytime. They don't come under the code of Hollywood. Um, they have their own code. Anything goes. All kinds of things are, are impossible in the day mind are not impossible in the night mind. So an airplane could become an angel. and mm. Nothing. There's no rules. You wonder why you bump into certain people when you're in a dream. It's like you may not know them or wonder, what are you doing here? Or you're dead. We run into the dead in dreams too. Why are you here? I remember one time, way back, and I was grieving about my uh, father, who, uh, as most of you may know, listens, uh, was killed in an auto, um, automobile accident uh, doing a one-nighter uh, in a, a house. I used to remember the name of that 
uh, where George Washington crossed the Delaware. Va- Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Speaking of Valley Forge, Jim, um, let's hear from uh, the Valley Forge. How about the Amazon community? Yeah. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea. And it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Have you ever wanted to send anybody a personalized gift, like a mug with your face on it? Something along those lines? Or initialed with their initials, maybe? You know what you got to do? Check out personalcreations.com. They're the experts in personalizing and have tons of great gift ideas for friends and family of all ages. They have tons of incredible products for home decor, keepsakes, jewelry, apparel. Everything can be personalized. Everything and anything. You can put your mug, their mug, whoever's mug you want on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving our listeners 20% off the entire order. Hurry, this amazing offer won't last too long, so get on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving 20% off to our listeners. And we're grateful, and you should be too. So hurry up. This is an amazing offer, and it's not going to last long. Here's how you get 20% off your entire order. Go to personalcreations.com. That's personalcreations.com. Click on the star and type in lesson. Don't wait. Order now, man. Help us out. Thanks. Okay. So we have one to the Amazon community. (laughs) But you were in Valley Forge. Yeah. I was in Valley Forge, yeah. I did a one-nighter that night, too, and we walked together to the, up the street. I think we're, we're going by two different trolley cars and two different, no days, that's what we call them. How old were you at this time? I was uh, 31, 41. I was 17, I think. Wow. 17. But my father was very special to me because uh, he wanted me to play, and he urged me to play. My whole idea of why I even play this horn is because of him. Uh, study because of him. Practice together. and So So we were going to somehow, our dream was arm in arm, we were going to go to California and get into studios. That was, we were quite far from it, but that was our dream. And we were, when we were teased by our families, they said, look at the two musicians, everybody. Why don't you two get a job and, and get real? And we would hear that. And we'd look at each other and say, let them say what they want. We are going to be in the Hollywood studio someday. And they'll, realize, they'll know it then. You know, That was a dream. So when he got, died so suddenly, uh, that was the end of, of that dream. Um, and, oh, I'll get back. No, the, the dream I... I used to dream almost repeatedly that I'd seem on a phone, like in a, in a, like what, in an airport or something, or something that looked like an airport. What uh, you would see your father? Station. Yeah, I mean, he would be on the phone. And, like at a phone booth, and yeah, you'd see the be behind him or in uh, front of him? A phone that hung off the wall, wasn't a booth, um, a public phone. And in those days, uh, yeah, they had phone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and I said, wow. And I kind of knew he was dead. 
And I've run up to him, Dad, like I was saying, Dad, you're, like, you're on the phone, you're alive. And, and he was like busy on the phone. What, well, like, was he shushing you or something? Or is he like, would he communicate with you in the dream? Yeah, no, he was having, as I recall it, so old. But, um, he was very taken up with the, what, what was going on on that phone. And to me, it didn't make sense. He's dead and on the phone. So that sometimes that will happen. You actually see a loved one will show up and act like they're not dead at all. Because in a the dream, they're not. It's a different materiality, sort of. Um, so a podcast was last week we asked, how about you? Are you dreaming? Do you have a particular concurrent dream where you're, you've dreamt in most of your life? And Ray uh, mentioned one last, I think, last week or the week before. Um, and I even said, well, you could even um, let us know that, you know, can make it anonymous if you want, and we can make a couple thoughts about it. Um, but the follow the nighttime movies, those actors searching for an author, they're looking for something. Um, and that they run on their own laws and codes. But they're telling a picture. They're really... In other words, it's an area to get messages from. Particularly if you speak about it or bring it to your therapy. Hey, um, Jim, you know, um, Gary has a, a reoccurring dream. Yeah, I do. Uh, over the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, at a certain point, like my early 20s, late teens, I got into uh, hobby shooting, shooting pistols and, uh, and shotguns at the range and stuff. And ever since then, I've had this recurring dream. I have it, I don't know, twice a year or something, where I'll be in some kind of a situation where somebody has broken into my house or mm. is trying to assault somebody that's important to me, and I have a gun, but I, for some reason, am unable to squeeze the trigger because it's too heavy or something. And then mm. the assailant ends up coming over and taking it away from me and beating the shit out of me with it. And then mm. I wake up and... It's pretty awesome. That's called life, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's quite a dream. There's really a lot to that dream. Um, there is a part of us that dreams a certain kind of helplessness where we don't have, we don't have uh, the power to work what's in front of us, whatever it is. Um, in, in the case with you, the gun... And it ends up, the very thing in this case that I was trying to protect myself with, um, I'm not able to protect myself with. I can't protect myself, and I always get it anyway. I got beat up. And something, even armed, I can't protect. So some, some real sense of protecting myself, and I'm not able to do it. Okay, Gary, thanks for, for sharing that. I just won't give you any big, any in-depth stuff, but... Thank you. In general. <laughs> I know, I know yeah, I'm I just saw him wipe. I just saw him wipe his eye, Jim, out of that, so... That's a, that's a big one. Yeah. You really? You really you, did you, were you kidding, or...? Well, he was... Uh, I could see him. He was a little fascinated, but you were, I, I, I sensed you were going to pull back a little bit. 
Gary, it sounds like um, I have Jim's number in case you want it. Yeah, it uh, probably wouldn't probably wouldn't hurt. I could uh, I could probably do with a little bit, but uh, yeah. So thanks. Glad I could contribute. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you have. Um, all right. So that we 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 added that on. Take a look at your night movie. There'll be an audience meeting it in the daytime. Hmm. That audience will view it and give ideas about it. And if you happen to be in therapy, and take it to therapy if that's a work your therapy does, your therapist does. So, so dream interpretation, pretty big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you actually, there's a whole way to work with it where you become the characters and I used to do a lot more of it. Um, uh, you acted out more and so on. It leads to different kinds of feelings. and The message of the dream is telling you something. That part, that's what you ought to really take in. And, and just see for yourself what occurs to you. You don't have to make it a big deal. Or say, hmm, that reminds me of something. And um, and you you're going to get a little that the night movie has got a message for me. And I, with my little audience of rogue eyes, rogue selves, uh, the daytime people will take a look at it. Okay, so we use that uh, that part of it too. Now, uh, how are we doing? Oh yeah, okay. Let me just touch a little bit of this. To, explain, uh, to attempt to explore and understanding the difference between... See, we're starting the journey with not the authentic self. Um, as a characters of the false self, the ego is just as much involved as anything else. So it's going to take a while to do this search. Most of what I am is altogether imported, conditioned, Divided and fragmented. That's mostly of what I am. Desperately trying to gather together what is what I, an identity, something that could help me with this. Um, most most people don't see it that way about the or see the fragmentation in them. Um, but we form an identity from all this fragmentation. Uh, fragmentation. Um, and division, and now we have an identity. It's funny because you say the division, like the fragmentation and then the division, and it's like who doesn't know themselves well enough to know like, oh yeah, that's asshole me, or oh yeah, that's compassionate, like the different splayed selves that one has. I mean, everybody has stories about them even. Yeah. that don't realize that they're so far away from an authentic self, that they're just characters of the false self. So we're trying to see a little into these plots, these story characters that we carry with us. Well, we can always ask that part, sometimes when we talk, who's talking? Ask that to yourself. Right now, who's talking? Um, you know, it could be your third cousin or your father or somebody, some, some other voice is kind of taking me over. I went over my real voice. 
So we must go beyond the formal egoic conditioning. We can't make it with the egoic conditioning. We need an ego, and that ego can, ego can help us with our functioning, functioning life, but we must get beyond it, and that's part of what this climb is about. My attention is my most fundamental answer to my existence. And I'll just throw that out. I need to really spend some time. In the, the developing of an, a, a, a second attention, not just the attention of the ego. The psychotherapy can help one feel, understand the dynamics of these lower levels of deficits in the body, in the mind, in the emotions, miscarriages of all kinds, um, um, then in psychotherapy, we can begin to see some of those. We can spot some of the rogue cells, some of the unconscious strivings that haven't um, come on the surface yet. So psychotherapy can help get that ruly group, um, those actors that are searching for a voice and an author. And when you get into the daylight, it can be the beginning of seeing them and eventually even loving them, which is not easy. But first, we've got to see them. I'll this before we go. We've just got a few minutes. I'd like to elaborate this tomorrow or next time. But I call this the circuitry of the false self. Like, um, and we have dreams and nightmares and daydreams. The voice in, a, in the head tells a story uh, that the um, tells a story that the body believes in and reacts to. So the voice in the head may warn you about something. This is yeah, be scary. Don't take a chance or something. And then the body has to react with blood pressure and, and um, heart rates and immune system activity. Um, so it believes and it reacts to it. Now I've got the mind, the mind feeding something into the body. Those reactions become the emotions now. So the mind, the body, the reactions, we get emotional about it. The emotions in turn feed energy back to the thoughts. In other words, you begin to see the cycle that has like a cycle. The, the mind could be disturbed by something and that gets back, that gets to, the body gets activating. So like as though it's like a submarine, you know, they don't see the surface and they, they get alarmed. It may be a log, not a ship, but they'll get just as alarmed. And then the emotions pitch in and cry or run or scream or... God, who hasn't done all that before? I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm just yeah. picturing my own head like where... I've went with my emotions or my mind where you've been totally out of bounds. Right. Or it's just not what it is. And, and you can go down, you can go pretty far with them. Oh, you bet. Yeah, you can go. People, you know, could kill one another related to that. Uh, so there's that little circuitry, the circuitry. 
Yeah, well, in fact, we had one we talked a little about neurology. Um, what was that little ant? Automatic. Negative thoughts. Thoughts, yeah. That's just, it's an automatic of the negative thoughts, the negative thoughts feeding, you know. More um, and more. I mean, it's just it's a pile-on. Yeah, right. Just more and more. And then also, the great addition of entertainment. Uh-oh. <laughs> Say a line or two about that. In other words, it's like television and movies kind of know... They cater to these parts of us and scare us and violence and so on. And that fear and violence goes into our being, down to our whole body. And yeah, you're like, pray for it. Mm, yeah, incredible pray. And they know what to do in entertainment and pornography. They know just how to make that more and more... Just pile it on. Yeah. One thing about the pain body, it feeds, its greatest feeding time is drama. That's why families and couples have tremendous dramas. In other words, a mutual feeding of all, 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 all of that. Hey, speaking of mutual feeding, Jim, we need to be fed. Yes, but not in that yeah. way. You know, in a more esoteric way, like to keep us on the air and, and we need keep to f- listening to you. We need to feed the coffers so that Jim can keep, uh, keep dispensing the psychoanalytical advice. So we have a new feature where you can go on our website, which is acejimcarolla.com, and there is a PayPal donate button. You click on that and you send us what you can. You know, a, a regular therapist is going to cost you... A lot of money per hour. You know, we're just we're here every week. Just send us a few a uh, few shekels and keep the uh, keep the the boat afloat. Shekels means money. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Okay, so a couple of things. Um, I, I refer to psycho the psychoanalytical um, branch of psychology. I, I'm not an expert on it, um, so I don't want people to think oh, that that's what I can do. I can use it in my practice and. Uh, with other things I use, uh, and I've been interested and read about it, and got a little training, not enough to be a psychoanalyst. Were you ever psychoanalyzed? No, no. No, I just took some course in the doctorate program. I had a ch- choice to do. Take, take, and I, it always interests me. I always read about it. Um, Scott, uh, Scott Shapiro um, wrote his... Um, Dissertation. A dissertation. Wow, what a dissertation that is. I spoke to him the other day. Very psychoanalytic. He's going to the school. That's, the school is a school of psychoanalysis. So he's really deep. That's what they teach and supervise. Wow. And when he wrote, so he knows a lot about it. Uh, I was reading his uh, dissertation. He gave me a dissert- his dissertation. And really, it was wonderful what he said in the front pages that... Um, and that uh, the motivation that came from our work, um, he was was with him when he did all. In fact, he Does, went, didn't he thank you? Didn't it? Did oh oh yeah, you? yeah, that, yeah. He yeah, He wrote a whole part about that. I was really thankful of that. But you know, an interesting thing, he went to the graduate school that I went to much earlier, 
And I checked out these far out books in philosophy because I was going to write a dissertation, a philosophical dissertation. And then when he came many years later... No, he, he did not see your name in the book. Did he, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Really? I'm on the only names. <laughs> <laughs> just you two. Just now, and he added his Ironically name. enough, it was yeah. just you two who opened these books. And Wait, so wh- how long ago did you go? You went like 20 years ago or so, right? You know, what, you know, okay, let's see. Well, what years were they? They're in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah, he went. So 30 years you know, ago. Something like that, yeah. Um, well, yeah. 20. Anyway. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, he was following the same search. Only he's going to be, um, he's going to be more advanced than I am, and he brings his youth and he brings his early good education, uh, regular, good middle class uh, education. Went to a, a fine BA school. He got his MA and became a rabbi. Yeah, he went to rabbinical school too. Didn't uh-huh. he? He's yeah. quite an amazing guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So y'all, you, you should bring him that. in here one day. We should bring him yeah. in. Yeah, I've thought about that. Um, maybe someday. He's really, really busy, but and got a sense of humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very extraordinary guy. Okay, all the time. All right. So I think we're looking here. We're coming to the end today. So we're going to continue. So I'm going to say a little more about the 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 pain body. Um, related to the beasts. Um, um, I'll say a little more about that next. I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. We kind of did this uh, quickly. I usually, we did it on a Monday. We usually do it on a Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. And I kind of put something together quickly. But uh, next week I'll have more time for it. So we're going to follow this night world night movie and it's um and it's characters there's characters there's other people in that audience the day audience that views it um and their vision of it we're going to go more into um the false self of the of the pain body talk a little more about what a how entertainment adds to that uh and how it searches for foods. It needs food. And dramas are its food. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk next week. I hope to hear from you. Let's hear. like to see who's out there. Uh, let us know you're out there. And just say hi if you don't want to ask anything. A hi would be nice. Yeah. Okay. So see you next week. One, Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
you learn? I've got a lot to learn. Why? Well, don't you think I'm trying not to learn? Since this is the perfect spot to learn. Well, you just teach me tonight. Starting with the ABC of it. Right down to the XYZ of it. Help me solve the mystery of it. Teach me, teach me tonight. The skies a blackboard high above you. If a shooting star goes by, I'll use that star to write I love you a thousand times across the sky. One thing is very, very clear, my love. Should the teacher stand so near, my love? Graduations almost here, my love. Teach me to do now. Oh, yes, please teach me. <laughs>